This is Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we're reviewing one of Josh's picks. Josh, what nonsense did you make us read this time? Uh, it is all nonsense. It's Once in Future, Volume 2, Old English. This book is full of nonsense. Grant will tell you all about it. But it's nonsense <laughs> we like. Exactly. Entertaining nonsense. <laughs> Uh, as our listeners may know if they've listened to the show we did volume one and i'm on a volume two kick this year uh as i recall i can't remember if we all gave volume one a bell i know i did i had a lot of fun with it i I think it made it to the ring of honor so pretty sure Uh, yeah so i'm curious to see if that sticks around uh where where everybody lands on it but uh well i'm pretty sure you're you're the archivist of the ring of honor i have no idea what we yeah Uh, no, I keep up with cast. I don't really keep oh. up with the grades too much. So, how dare you? Anyway, uh, I've got the summary pulled up here. Comicsology summary. I'm going to go ahead and read that. All right, Once in Future, Volume Two. Although Bridget and Duncan stopped Arthur from retrieving the Grail, their actions have accidentally thrown the other world into shambles, allowing for new legends and characters to make their appearance and bring a world of trouble along with them. When a helmet at the British Museum is taken, Bridget and Duncan are confronted by another hero of yore, one who will lead them to facing off against their most formidable challenge yet, a beast and his mother. Look at that. They didn't give it away. They didn't. Look at that. Huh. Proud of them. Yeah. That was a pretty good summary, actually. That one's not bad. I think it explains something the book didn't explain. Okay. I don't think the book. I don't, I don't think the book is super clear that it was them stopping the grill that's releasing all these other stories now. Yeah, I don't think no. the book is that clear on that. Oh yeah, that's true. It's I was not. curious about that. I'm like, why, why are we suddenly getting other like non-Arthurian stuff? Yeah, I'm not mad about well, it, but like, why? Maybe we could talk about that in the story. I, I I didn't really have too many questions about it. I, mean, I thought it was explained. We will get to that then. Well, the creator credits uh, for this um, delightful nonsense, um, it is written by Kieran Gillen, illustrated by Dan Mora, colors by Tamara Bonvalon, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. And virtually all of the covers were Dan Mora covers. I think it was like, even of the variants, only one of them wasn't Dan Mora. I'm not mad about that. Dan Mora's great. Yeah, I was going to say, they're all pretty good covers. Well, anyway, now it's time for the live-action Batman grades. This is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And that scale from best to worst is Bill Pattinson, still feels weird to say, Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. And I am first on this one, and now I'm going to go Pattinson. Um, I had a great time. I don't think it's quite as good as the first volume. Um, I think there's a little, little bit of floundering. I, th- I feel like that... Uh, they had a really good, strong idea for the first volume, and then the you know not as quite strong for what happens after that. But it's beautiful and it's incredibly entertaining. Love all the characters that are here, all the returning characters. Um, so yeah, it's a patented for me. All right, so I went back and checked. I gave it a Keaton last time. I was probably the one that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't like the art. You thought it was too uh, cartoony yeah. or something. Yeah. Too manga, manga, whatever. Yeah. So. And this time, I'm doing an athlete. So I'm still right in that same range of what i done last time. So I like it. I, I don't think it's nowhere near as good as the first volume because it doesn't have as much intrigue, the mystery, what's going on stuff's kind of lost on this one. This is more like just action in your face. How I felt it. That's, that's what I got. I like 80s action movies. I wasn't that mad about it. Well, this is, it's still got, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's still got Netflix. I mean, they give it on the, the bottom half. It's still in the top half of the scale. I thought you gave it to Keaton. No, I did the oh, first time. Oh, okay. Well, this is Netflix. So, so I said it's still close, but it's Netflix. All right. Josh? Well, you're both wrong because this one is still a bail. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. I, I really, really like this series. Uh, so I'm, Maybe uh, got a bump, a little bit of grade inflation because it was my pick, but I had so much fun with it. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, 
I guess this is good. I thought I thought we'd all have patents in our higher grade, so let's uh let's see what Sam's mad about. Well now it's time for the graphical novel pyramid. Part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book has to nail to be a good book. The first of these is story. And um for me, this is probably one of two it gets dinged a little bit, and I'm sure I'm being nitpicky. But this thing is, I mean, it's named Once in Future. Very Arthurian. Um, the whole first volume, it's all Arthurian myth. It's all because of this, what happened on this island. It's, you know, what's the native story for this thing. And now, beginning to stray from Arthur. And um, it feels a little slipshod. Like, we're just all of a sudden, like, hey, Beowulf's here. Like, that's not exactly, that's kind of, I don't know, that's a Viking thing. I mean, that's not really... Yeah. Arthurian, it's not Viking. really English. Why, why is this happening on the British Isles? That's strange. And that's why I was like, you know, made a comment about the Comicsology summary, ex- trying to explain that. Because I don't think the story explains it very well. Just, Beowulf just shows up. Um, and I would have, just for the purposes of the story, I mean, I think I would have been more entertained. Um, I, would, I think I would have liked it better if they had just stayed Arthurian. Um, and spoiled it for later on, they pretty much just stay Arthurian after this story arc. So it, it's kind of it's kind of a weird little deviation. Um, what did y'all think? Would y'all like it to stay all Arthur all the time, or did Beowulf hit you funny? I think Beowulf. I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of just all being King Arthur stuff. Uh, I would like that, but I think they would run out of ideas quick to do with it. So I think that's why they pulled in another hero from a different story. But then that's where my problem is: is all, all the stuff that's going on. Like, because I feel like Duncan was like figuring the world out. All the stuff was getting thrown at him. He's still kind of like a a lost dog and Grand was holding his hand going through it. Then this one starts. He's like, got everything figured out. He's good. His girl's helping him now locate stuff that's going on. And then it's just okay. They accept that Beowulf's there. They accept Grendel and they accept everything that's happening. Like it's no big deal. And there's no, the mystery part is gone. Like, well, why is this doing that? Why is, why is this happening? I don't feel like they had that in this, this volume. I, I, I did like that where this was poetry and not a story and where it was story. like not, not on Eng- like not England an English story that that Graham was kind of on her back feet a little bit like but Duncan knew as much as she did uh, that 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 part of, of bringing that angle in was kind of fun because you know how like the volume one ended or whatever and is like the story was changing or whatever and like how he went there and then he come back and all that stuff none of that happened in this one that I really didn't I didn't see that see I'm 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 current I haven't got the most recent issue um, because. I, have, I live in a small town and have to order my comics. Um, but it gets wild. I mean, it, it gets it gets back to Arthurian stuff and the story is changing. There's stuff like that. But I mean, I'll tell you later when we're not, because I don't think you're ever going to read any more of this, Sam. So I'll, I'll oh, tell I, you while fair. I've already bought volume three. Oh, well, I'm, then I won't tell you. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I ain't saying it's bad or nothing. I just, I, I don't think backed up to volume one. I think that's, I'm holding it to have a standard for it. All right, Josh, you've been really quiet. Yeah, no, I was just letting you guys go. You're you're both making good points. Uh, I I like just the entire concept of other world where folk tales and and this history can manifest itself in our world. Like it's real. It's nonsense. It doesn't make you know, <laughs> but it's real. You know. Uh, so I like that. So I wasn't. It didn't bother me that they brought in Beowulf. I thought it was a fun different story uh because i'm with sam i i I would be concerned of running out of stuff to keep it interesting and fresh if you're sticking with just the arthurian legend so bringing in other folklore and other characters like that i think that is something to keep it interesting uh and i really i I like the beowulf story that was i had fun with all all six of these issues i was i was all in on it well for me this do y'all, do y'all remember um, like Heroes season two? Yeah. How weird Hopefully. it was. Mm-hmm. And like Supernatural season six. Y'all, did y'all watch Supernatural? I did. Oh, anyway, I, so yeah. But so like Heroes was only supposed to be one season, but it was a big hit. So like, well, you're gonna make more, right? So they just so they made more, and it wasn't very good. And it took them a long time to figure out what they were doing. Actually, Heroes never figured out what they were doing. Season one's the only thing that's any good for Heroes. Um, but like Supernatural season six is a mess. Because, like, season five was the end. There wasn't supposed to be more. But it was popular, and CW had a hit, and they wanted more. So they made more. 
it took them a while to figure out like okay we finished our story let's so they floundered for a little bit I, once in future kind of feels that way like it was supposed to be like a six issue miniseries the holy grail story was the once in future story but boom had a hit it's like well come on mr gillen you got more right and right. so like so like so we get beowulf and it's kind of a weird story and it's you know but i think by the end of this story arc they've got it figured out again and it's ready to be an ongoing series because I, I think volume three and on it picks back up this one this one's kind of like an odd little hiccup it's still a good story but it's it's it's, it's it stands out as being like different than the rest even if it doesn't fit with the rest of the storyline, I think the story itself did a good job of working in so that he gets to make a lot of character points and a lot of character development. It feels real natural. Like the story to me never feels forced. Like there are certain things happening in the story that have to happen so the character can make this statement or do this thing so we learn about them. Like the story flows really naturally with the way the characters interact with it. So you learn stuff about the characters just by the act of the story itself. So I, I think that because you realize as it's going on, you're like, man, Duncan's really cool. Grand, she, she's got a lot of stuff on her conscience. You know, she's really feeling bad about this. She knows stuff. And, and all just from reading the story, there's never feels forced. I agree. But I, I do I do have some character dings that we'll get to in the character section. Um, but they're, they're very minor. But yeah. I, I do have a couple of things I would <laughs> Would like to have been handled differently. All right. and, and as far as the the setup for how Beowulf appears, I, you guys said you were kind of confused on Beowulf just shows up all of a sudden. That I mean that that's explained in issue seven, isn't it? Yeah. So Elaine goes to the mound with the thing she stole from the museum and sums. Yeah. They steal the actual poem and she's reading it. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I mean I, I, the whole I thought what the whole setup of the entire world was. This was you know from the British Isles. This is English myth only, and then suddenly Beowulf is part of the story, and she's making it work. I didn't think that was like a yeah, possibility. See, I, I thought Otherworld was just storyland essentially, so any kind of mythical heroes or villains see, I, would be able to show up. I haven't read Volume One in a long time. Yeah, I blame Merlin. It's Merlin's fault, probably. <laughs> Um, last positive before we move on. I know I've monologued a bunch on here. I'm sorry about that, guys. But I thought the pacing was really good. I mean, it was. I mean, I was never bored. I mean, I was constantly flipping pages. Like, I got to know what happens next, you know, kind of thing. So I thought I thought the pacing was really strong. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, one thing that surprised me was how quick they killed off Beowulf. I thought he might have been. He could have been a reoccurring character through the whole line, but they killed him off pretty quick. I thought. Well, that, so, so, that makes it so Duncan can beat Beowulf. Yeah, they've done that, that so Grinnell and the mom that show up. Yeah. All right, ready to move on? Yep. Sam, Art, go. All right, so I just look at my notes, too, on Art, and I didn't just hate as bad as you thought I did, and I still don't. I still I still like the Art. It's good. I think the color is amazing in all, all the pages. I, I like how it's like when they're in the, the regular world or whatever. It's just like these plain colors, and then like when something from the other world or another story's coming, you see the circles. They even reference it once, the dots, whatever, and all the colors change. It's really vibrant. Uh, Beowulf was cool. He's always on fire for some reason. And then uh, uh, I thought uh, he <laughs> was. Yeah, always yeah there's no it. reason. It's just cool looking. No, they Thanks. made a point. She's like, uh, how did Beowulf die? And they said uh, he died uh, killing, fighting a dragon or something. She's like, oh, that's why he was on fire. Why is he still on fire? Why is he fire all the time? Just, it, it just looks awesome. That's how come Arthur still never developed any skin over his stomach? Like I can still see his <laughs> intestines. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's just it cool. But it just looks awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's nothing I was gonna say. Like the monsters, the creep stuff, all that stuff is I think it's phenomenal. I think it's the the, the better of the art is the the creepy monster stuff. I, I really enjoyed that. I think. That may have been part of my great inflation is because I like the horror comics so much. And Grindel, the, the two or three issues with Grindel felt like a horror comics. Like it was super fun. Uh, and it does. It does have a lot of horror comic feel to it, but I've never seen a horror comic like colored this way. Like these bright neon colors. I mean, it's like Miami Vice like got, fell into a horror movie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. great. I do, I do like it. And there was no <laughs> question beast. Yeah, there's no question, Beast. That's true. Yeah. We do have Grendel's mom, though. We have Grendel's 
I'll say, but, but saying that, the action was easy to follow. It was gory, but it was easy to follow. Uh, the page layouts were pretty cool. Sometimes they had like some interesting way the like it was a full page with panels over top of it and stuff. They had, they had some really good stuff going on for the art. Yeah, I love Dan Mora. Uh, I, I think, I mean, he's entering like my top five current artists. I mean, I, I, I he did a, he's done some work for DC recently. He's done even like some Batman books and. He's great. I, I I wasn't expecting because I've seen him. I've seen him do like these fan, weird horrorish fantasy stories. He was awesome doing Detective Comics for a while. Um, so uh, yeah, Dan Mora is really moving up the ranks for me. Yeah, I like it too. I liked it. I like the uh, just to to build on what you said, Sam, with the with the circles and the orbs letting you know when other worlds encroaching. I call them the fairy lights. Uh, I feel like that's a really good tool to to build some suspense. It's almost like when you're watching Jaws and you hear the music and you're like, oh, Jaws is coming. You know, I see those fairy lights. You're like, oh, something's getting ready to happen. Like something's going down. Uh, so I, it, for me, when I see those first couple panels and I see the color change and it's like, oh, something's getting ready to happen. You know, I, I really like that. And uh, yeah, just overall, the colors phenomenal. It reminds me of Stranger Things. When like you'll suddenly see like the stuff floating in the air and you hear that the change in music and it's the creepy yeah. music going, it's like, oh, it's about to go down. Yeah, when you see yeah. the sort of the weird neon circles floating, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. We've crossed over. Yeah. It's good. And, and I thought uh the creature designs or the character designs were all good. The new characters we got in this one. Oh uh, yeah. Really liked them. I know it doesn't make sense that Beowulf was on fire the whole time. <laughs> but man, did he look awesome? <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, I mean, Grendel, super intimidating, kind of reminded me of uh, Venom a little bit. Uh, you know, Grendel's mom, not anything. And uh, a little bit, a little bit like like a, the cave troll from Fellowship of the Ring, a little bit yeah, of that yeah, feel too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, right, so now they were all good. They were all good. So my question is, might be this might be a character question, but Galahad when he had his redesign, that was crazy. One eyed. He turned into one of them. He turned into one of the monsters. They ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Wait, you're in volume three. Yeah. They're not dead yeah, with that poor he, guy. <laughs> yeah, he sits on the, uh, what was it? Which, the throne or whatever? There's a chair or something. Oh, chair. To test him. Uh, I don't remember. But yeah, because only the, only the truest, most faithful knights can survive sitting on it. And he's all proud. He's like, oh, not a problem. I'm the best knight. I'm looking for it. I don't remember. Oh, the Siege Perilous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that is a really awesome looking panel too when they're showing this throne made out of skeletons and bones and spikes. It's Yeah, that might come back. They're not done with that poor dude yet though. Yeah. Yeah, he was rough looking. There was Let, uh, me, let me know we got read volume 3. Nah, there uh I'll, I'll save it for characters. There's a character part that rolls into that. I'm not art. If y'all are, we can move on. Uh, I had a question. Uh, so, so I know Sam, you didn't like the um, sort of manga looking manga. I can't. My kids get both, 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 both of the girls get mad at me when I say manga. It's manga, dad. Um, uh, he, he's very. Uh, the faces are very anime manga looking faces. I know that bothered bothered. I think Sam most of all, but me a little bit when yep. I first started reading Dan Mora. Um, does it? Have you just gotten used to it, or does it still kind of bug you? It still kind of bugs me, but it's not as bad as the first volume for some reason. I think I like it better now for some reason. It, it kind of fits the story and the color and all the the whole the whole thing is the right feel for it. I think. Now. I think I think it just caught me off guard the first time. I wasn't expecting those kind of faces with with the type of story we're reading and the the horror side to it and all that. So, like I said, but saying that now, I, I didn't have a problem with it this time. I, I didn't even I didn't write it down in my notes that it affected me. So normally pretty harsh on the the art. But, I liked it. I got I got one more art uh, point. It's really a question, more of a poll. Uh, what's better, Grand with the chainsaw or Batman with the chainsaw? Ooh. I think Grand's scary. Grand, I'm going with, Grand. Grand with, yeah. yeah, I'm going I mean, Grand. It was, I was super pumped. Was that All, All Star Batman? He, he yeah. pops up with the chainsaw. I was super pumped when I saw that. And then I saw Grand in this, and that's the first thing my mind flashed to. I was like, the just most random characters with chainsaws is great. But the thing is, though, with Grand, though, you'll know she'll use it to with the intent of murder. Batman won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
I got I got an Army of Darkness feel when when Grant had it more than when Batman had it. Yeah, it was good stuff. We got badass and we got bad Grant. Yeah. All right, Josh, characters. We got. Right. Well, that was planned segue for me for characters because Grant is awesome. I love Grant. She's the best character in this. Uh, she's so much fun. Uh, and that's what I was going to say earlier. Uh when we were talking about the art is uh, how rough Galahad looks uh, when he's in the museum, uh, when they're still in the poem or they're, they're doing the, the fake uh, heist when they're still in that helmet, when uh, yeah. Elaine's actually still in the thing. Well, Duncan shows up and then Gran sets that wire trap up and cuts Galahad's legs off. And he turns around and yells at her and calls her a monster. I'm like, that just sums Grant up. She's this little old sweet looking lady, but you know, you've got Galahad who just melted on the siege perilous calling her a monster. Like it's, it's great. Like that for me summed up Grant. Uh, and I like her so much. Uh, but, uh, but I, I thought there was good, good character work going on throughout this. Uh, you see the strained relationship Duncan and Grant has now, uh, even to the point where I guess they hadn't been talking because when he's talking to Rose, Duncan said something. Yeah, Gran said something. And she's like, oh, you guys are talking again. And he's like, Gran knows everything about this world, and I don't want to die. So you can see, like, he's forced to talk to her because he has to fight monsters now and, and all this stuff. So I just, I, I thought there was a lot. You know, there was a lot of dynamic stuff going on. So that that's that's a positive. And for me, it's a little bit of a negative. Because in the in the first book, there was a lot of really great character work going on for a lot of different characters. It was Duncan, it was Grant, it was Rose, it was Elaine, it was Arthur. Everybody was getting built up, even Galahad. Whereas in this book, it's really just Grant and Duncan. I mean, Rose disappears into the background. And I, I, and I feel like the story missed her. Our Arthur is barely in this book. Um, and I feel like the story missed him. Uh, Merlin became more important than Arthur. We got, we got wasn't a lot, we got more Merlin than Arthur. Um, Elaine got a look. Elaine was probably somewhere in between. Like there was there was some Elaine going on, but not a whole lot. But it was just a super tight focus on Grand Duncan, and I just kind of miss some of the other characters. Yeah, I, I think Elaine of the of the baddies, Elaine and Merlin had the most character development on this one. Because I mean, it's really Merlin's first time being in here, really, yeah. in the comics. But saying that, you know, I, I still like Merlin. I, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with those two. What, what's if she's trying to plan a double crossing, whatever? Because she's she's there fighting the. She went fine. She's reading a thing for Beowulf. She, she named off like three or four different names she goes by, and she's like, "I'm this person this time, whatever." But she's kind of drifting off into the storyline, I think. Um, the way they draw Merlin here reminds me of Hades from the Wonder Woman book we read yeah. a long time ago. That was good. Yeah. I like Merlin. Merlin's pretty intimidating. I know I'm, I'm not super familiar with the Arthur legend. Uh, so, you know, having watched some of the movies and stuff, he's usually just an older guy in like a cloak or whatever. Like this Merlin legit is intimidating. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to work with Merlin. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't sign up for that. Uh, that yeah. Thing. yeah. He's definitely not the Disney's sword and stone Merlin. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think Rose was the one I missed the most. Um, I think I think I could use more Arthur, but I did I did like what they did with with Duncan and Grant. I feel like the, the relationship being so strained, um, him being so angry, um, still doing what he he's still a good dude. He's doing what has to be done, but he's not happy about it. He's not happy about how much he's missing Rose. He's not happy with Grant. Um, I, I enjoyed the way that played out, but like I guess I just yeah, could use more of the others. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty much just doubled down on the character stuff we'd already gotten. Like Duncan is just such a stand-up guy because of the, you know, betrayal he felt from his grand, but he's still talking to her and he's still working where they're, you know, it just, yep. Duncan's awesome. He's super good guy. And then grand, they just double down with, she'll do whatever she has to do to protect, (laughs) you know, to keep the other world from bleeding over, whether it's picking up a chainsaw and cutting people up or lying to her, you know, grandson or whatever she feels like she needs to do. She's going to do it. You know, she may feel bad about it, but it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, 
I did like the we got that one moment, Sam. You said with uh, Elaine when uh, Duncan was uh, going down to kill Grendel's mom uh, down in the swamp, and she's having to read the story, and her and Gran have that confrontation. I thought that was pretty enlightening. That you, you kind of get the feeling Elaine is in over her head, and she's starting to realize she started something she probably shouldn't have. So yeah. you know, I, I thought that was a good moment for her. Yeah. Want to give us rewards? Do it. Let's do it. All right, base cover. I've got uh, page one fifty five. Um, the numbers, the page numbers are going to be strange because they put all the covers in the back. So uh, mine is one fifty five, and it's cover eight, and it's the one with Merlin and the dragon. And I agree, that is the best one. Yeah, that's awesome looking. Just that was colors. my that yeah. was my backup one. Well, you're wrong, good sir. What you got? Okay. Well, the wrong answer is uh, go to page 156. It was Grendel's arm with the belt that's got the skulls on it. Yeah, the helmet. Yeah. And he's holding the helm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That one, I guess, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the horror vibes I got from a couple of those issues. And that definitely looks like a comic I would read. The skulls well, are really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dan Mora art. I mean, almost all the covers are Dan Mora. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to throw shade anything Dan Mora. Um, speaking of Dan Mora, well, the, for my variant cover, I went with the one on page 153, and it's the uh, issue seven one per store thank you variant by Dan Mora, and it's just a it's a cool looking, um, I think that's Arthur, on the front with Galahad and Duncan behind him there, yeah, I, it looks really cool. Uh, well, for my variant, I went with page 154. And it's the green again that catches my eye. And he's looking like Skeletor in this one. Yeah. It's the Jenny Friesen cover. Yeah. I like that one too. It was good. Yeah. Just the colors on that one mostly. But this is one of those rare series where all of the regular, like the regular A covers are better than the variants. Yeah. Yeah. And those were the only two variants listed. Yes. All right. Got them both. Sam, who was your best character? Grand. I mean, I know we've already talked about it. I just liked her, her no nonsense. Just do whatever it takes to get stuff done. Persona, I guess, or, or who she really is. She's like at the retirement home, hiding people in cabinets, cupboards, somewhere. She's like, whatever you hear, don't worry about it. Don't come out. She got this like little butcher knife attacking Grindel. I kind of wish her name was Ruth instead of Bridget, so we can make a ruthless joke. There you go. She's yeah. pretty ruthless. Yeah. Now, Josh, who was yours? Uh, well, I'm doing the divide and conquer between volumes one and two because I had Grand in volume one, so I'm going with Duncan this time. Well, I didn't look at my notes. I'm pretty sure I went Rose the first time, um, and she's barely in this book. <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, lady, the lady with the pins. There's oh, nothing okay. but throw pins this entire book. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Duncan. I really, I just, I like the guy. He's such a stand-up dude. You know, no matter how mad and bitter he is, he's still going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And just he's a guy it's easy to admire and root for. Yeah. And he has been done wrong by virtually everyone. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mom, Gran. I mean, Rose hasn't had a chance yet. She's barely in this book to do him wrong. But you know, I, the way things are going, she probably will. That's that's the way that's how things work for him. Give it a minute. Yep. All right, Josh. What was your best panel? Best panel. I mentioned it earlier. I'm doubling down. It's page 113, panel five. It's Grand and the Chainsaw, just covered in blood. Yeah, I was looking at it a while ago. I was like, it's it's so okay good. now. She's trying to tell the other, you know, <laughs> retirement home people, it's okay now. And she is just gore from head to toe, still holding the running chainsaw. There's a guy <laughs> in the background back. throwing oh, up. Yeah. Duncan just looks perplexed. Everybody, there's just fear on the faces all around her. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's, Loved it. that's, the real right answer, but I've got a different one just for personal giggles. So if you go to page 94, uh, 94 panel one, those cops that are up there. Hot fuzz. It's the hot fuzz guys. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It made me happy. Yeah. Poor Simon, Simon Pegg made it for two yep. panels and then he gets <laughs> eaten by a Grindel. And yep. Nick Frost is there too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was it. That was the, that was the only reason. Grant Graham with the chainsaw is the right answer. I don't know. I've got a pretty good one. Okay. 
on page 147, and it is uh, panel two. It's King Arthur and Merlin. So I wrote down, like, we got to see what it is. Oh, in the epilogue. Yeah, that's Arthur sitting in the Siege the throne. Perilous. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I like that one for some reason. I said he, the throne comes, the siege comes back into it. Yeah, his uh, his cloak or cape there is kind of reminding me of Spawn a little bit. That thing looks like it's got a life of its own. Yeah. Or Tim Sale Batman. Merlin's <laughs> bloody arms. Is that blood? Like you can see, like running and up and down his arms, dripping off all the time. I'm pretty I sure. I don't it is. know. He kind of looks like he's part tree. Um, <laughs> he's an evil. He maybe he's an int. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's his veins or he's got magma for blood running through. I don't know, but it's it's awesome looking. Horror group. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that one a lot. All right. Uh, next up is best dialogue, and I'm first on that one. So go to page 41. And it's a little grand comment that just made me laugh. Um, so page 41. And um, they're talking about wandering around in the dark. And she's like, go, around, going, go wandering around in the dark. Now, maybe if I was your age, but I'm going to end up with a broken ankle if I do that. And if I was your age, I'd have found, I'd have found sawed all anyway and come home with a cold. Last thing you want when fighting the eternal forces of the night is sniffles, Duncan. <laughs> yep. I got a kick out of it. Worried about the sniffles when you've got all this other nonsense going around. Like that one. Also, <laughs> let me check. I, I, I didn't have a grand one, but I had a. Uh, it was Galahad. It shows his state of mind. It's uh, he's talking to Duncan. He says, "You think yourself a worthy knight? As a worthy knight would have prepared for battle before, galloping like a monk." And then uh, he goes, "Galahad, is that you?" What are what are you? And he was perfect, and he just looks utterly insane, just crazy. Yeah, it's a good one. I just like it because it shows where his mental state's at now. Yeah, he's completely <laughs> captured by the story. Yeah. Well, I went with uh, I went with a grand uh, uh, dialogue as well. It's on page eighty-seven. It's when she's trying to uh, find a gun or a knife or any kind of weapon in the uh, retirement home. And so she's talking to one of the attendants and he's like, you know, Mrs. McGuire, you can't do anything. And she said, this isn't the first time I've been trapped in a big house with a scary monster. And I don't want another corpse on my conscience. It's crowded on my conscience, Jack. No room for you messing up the place. And I just thought that was a little bit like grand seems hard as nails. Like she like she doesn't care, but she does. She's. You know, her conscience is crowded with all the people she couldn't save. So, yeah. but she still got the knife and she's still telling people to hide and she's going to go stab Grendel. So, you know, that she does too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dan Mora has a real talent for full page spreads. So, there's a lot of options here. Uh, Sam, which one did you go with? I want Beowulf, page 27. Fire entrance. I agree. That's a great full page spread. That was one of my two, so thanks for picking that one. I, I looked at all of them a couple times, but I like—I think that's the best person. He looks real Witcher there. Yeah, Witcher with a beard. I was thinking Immortal Warrior too, a little feel to it. Yeah. All right, Josh. All right. Well, I'm leaning into the horror, and we're going to page 110. It's when Grendel loses his arm. Yep. There's the the colors on that one just pop off the page so much it was hard for me to not pick that one I, I, I think the beowulf the look of it may have been better the way he's posed but i just the color in this and and those teeth on grendel i don't know i had to pick it <laughs> the gore everywhere <laughs> yeah counts like the max there yeah oh he does don't he yeah, yeah or, or pit maybe josh those are 90s comics for me yeah. the 90s image comics so yeah for my time yeah. I think I think it looks more like Pit. Yeah. Anyway. Um we might have to review some nineties comics. Josh doesn't have a lot of hasn't read a lot of them. <laughs> yep. We have to make that happen. Anyway. Uh last award this week is best fantasy creature. So Josh, which one did you go with? Man are there options? There are 
and I'm going to double down. I wrote a page down. I'm, I'm going with the Grindle. That was my third full page spread. It's page 73. When you see Grindle in the rain and he's uh, smushing the groundskeeper's head, he's just. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I was getting horror comic vibes from the Grindle sections of this uh, volume and uh, I was eating it up. That is good. That is a good one. Yeah. You can't see his belt there, but I think the belt with the skulls really just sets it off. That's the little detail that hooked me. Yeah, that's you're right, Sam. It, it is more Pitt than Max. Yeah. On Grindel. Um how about with Grindel too? I didn't pick it like a specific page or anything. Just you know, I just the horror scene of him like crawling through the thing, you know, chasing people down, squishing heads and just had a cool character design. Dug it. He, he really did. He, he had a really cool design. And I did not agree. To, I mean, I, y'all have a really good answer. I like it. But I went with Merlin. I don't know why. I liked his his arms, little skinny arms with his red, uh, like Josh said, magma blood or whatever. Just the red on him. It's always hooded. You could, all you see is his eyes, really. And you see his beard and his, his sharp, like, weird teeth and stuff. I liked his design. It's just something different. Yeah. It looks like he... He's probably a good magic slinger. Like that yeah. dude's going to cast a spell and it's going to work. But you just go to page thirty-eight and you'll see him. It's pretty good. I dug the. Uh, I'm flipping over there. I dug the. Uh, Comicsology froze on me. What, what page? Uh, page the redesigned Galahad. I, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he. Yeah. I had him down by penciling him out and put Merlin. I like Merlin better. I, I kind of feel sorry for Galahad. Spoilers if Josh ever picks Volume 3. Um, Galahad's winning like Best Fantasy Creature in Volume 3. Okay. <laughs> the character design there is something else. Yeah. This poor guy keeps mutating. All right. We ready to cast this thing? Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All it's in. Like this is an audio podcast. <laughs> There's some grimacing going on here. Well, it can't be that bad. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so for Duncan, it's his first out of the gate, and I'm going to go John Krasinski. Just wholesome, good-natured. Yeah. That's who he is. I don't know if he can do the accent or not, but we let, yeah. we let British people be Spider-Man and, you know, Doctor Strange right now. We can we can take some of their people. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not same. I want, I want Chris Pine. Thought he could fit the role because it's more of a serious role. He's kind of got his stuff together. He's still, still struggling a little bit figuring it out, but I figured Chris Pine could do that kind of act. He strikes me as a Captain Kirk kind of guy. I, I don't get a wholesome vibe from Chris Pine. He's probably a wonderful dude. Well, uh, I've watched him from uh, like Wonder Woman and then uh, The Girls Like That in the Woods musical he was in. Okay. I cast an actual British actor. Uh, I'm going with Nicholas Holt. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, you may have just won. Tag on. We can't let him have two weeks in a row, Sam. We might, because my cast is not the greatest. All right. All right, Sam. Bring it in. Grand. So here's the one that's not. That's probably one of my least favorite picks, but I think I think I done good. Jodie Foster. I have to age her up a little bit. Look like Grand, but she's got that attitude. You play that kind of the tough as nails lady. I'd have to kind of see got the it. look. Uh, yeah, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble visualizing it. Uh, that's what I said. It's probably my worst pick, but I I seen it like every now and then I, like like profile. I can see Jodie Foster. You can see G or we can even time machine her from do a backwards time machine, go in the future and bring her back. Maybe. All right, Josh. Okay, I thought I had the right. Uh, cast pick for this in volume one with Helen Mirren and I know we That's can't who I had. yeah we can't pick twice uh, so I'm going with another legendary English actress with Judy Dench she actually That's might good. be a touch too old now we may have to time machine her backwards a little bit That's a good one though she's been in everything Jamie yeah. if you're looking her up I know I'm I just had a moment of inspiration um so I have written down an answer I'm going to change. But I was going to go with Kelly McGillis. Um, she was in Top Gun. She was uh, Tom Cruise's love interest there. Um, 
I just recently rewatched Top Gun because I'm going to go watch Maverick tomorrow. Um, maybe I'm going to try go to matinee. Um, I'd forgotten how good an actor she was. Uh, she was really good in that movie, and there was a little bit of a scandal that she didn't even make like a cameo in the new movie. Um, and I think it's probably because Tom Cruise doesn't age like a normal person and it doesn't look right. Um, she yeah. looks too much older than him, which I mean that was part of the fun of the in Top Gun. Like he was, you know, pursuing an older woman, except you know she aged like a normal person, and Tom Cruise is. I don't know, bathing in the blood of virgins. I, I don't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> but um, so, but she was really good in Top Gun. So I was, but I don't know if she can pull off the accent. I don't know if she's even interested in acting anymore. I don't know. But the right answer is Maggie Smith. Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter. She would be a really good grin. That's who I'm going yeah, with. Yeah, you're right. I like yeah. that one. I'm just giving Killing McGill a shout out. But me and Josh both cast... Helen Mirren last time, and that, that's who I wanted to cast again. I couldn't. I was sad. See, I've reconsidered. I, I think Maggie Smith is even more than Helen Mirren. I think I think, I think Maggie so. Smith is the right answer. Yeah, I think she's the perfect grand. And I feel stupid I, for not thinking of it earlier. I considered her. Judy Dench is only five one though, and I like grand <laughs> to be real small. So that's that was why I leaned with leaned in with her. Well, I don't think Maggie I Smith is dunking basketballs or anything. <laughs> no, I just looked it up. She says five six. So. Yeah. Not, not towering over people. Ah. Okay. Uh, I, I I got one. You taking that one? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you. Yeah. I've also got Merlin. I'll just tell you right now. You got y'all give 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 your runner up answers. Josh, who's your Merlin? Well, what I thought was a slam dunk. You've now gotten me a little nervous here. Was Willem Dafoe? That's good. Oh, he's real I've wiry. Got he's got the right body type yeah. for it. Yeah. Really good. Later, all right. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see. What do you hey, got? If, if you want to do creepy, you want you want you want a character actor, you want somebody who does creepy and unsailing really well, you go Brad Dourif. Mm. Worm tongue from Yeah. Peter DeVries, or however you say his name from Dune. Everything he does is he's always sort of, you know, you know, kind of off center. Um kind of strange unsettling he does it so It'd well be wrong but i'm pretty sure he done the voice of all the child's play yeah he does he's the voice of chucky yeah. in all the child's play movies yeah, yeah. dang yeah brad Dourif. I, I think for visuals i still like william defoe better yeah i had yeah. two down it's close I, it's close i had two but one of them was all it's just a just a go-to for me it's gary oldman Oh yeah, that's like I know. Cheating. I mean, it's like having a cheat code. Kind of cheat. Yeah. So you hear my other one then? Sure. Brian Cranston. I don't know why I want to see him. He's good at playing a bad guy. I don't see him as Merlin though. Yeah. I don't see well, him as I, like a sidekick. You know, kind of. I, well, I don't know. I see, I, I, I see him like I could see him like planning and plotting to take over and not just be a sidekick like. Actually, the the ruler will take over King Arthur's spot. Doesn't feel right. I, I can't I can't argue I with you. It just doesn't feel right. I know. I agree with you. I I, I like both y'all's answers way better. I thought I was my cast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I'll call that a tie. We're both. Really I'll, strong, I'll, I'll go tie with you on that. That's okay. Okay. I, I I give a tie because I think William Defoe looks the part, like, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Elaine slash. Nimu? I feel, I feel like there's got to be some kind of fancier way to say that, and I'm not saying it right. But I'm going to go Hannah Waddingham. She plays Rebecca Wilton on Ted Lasso. And it's not so much the look. She's very British, and she's a British lady. Um, one of the few British people I cast. Um, but it's more the, the presence. She has a big presence. And uh, she does angry and... Um, not bitter so much, but you know what I'm saying. Like she, she does that very well. I think she would be a really good fit for Elaine. Okay. And you also watch Ted Lasso. I have no way to watch it. Anyway, so Scarlett Johansson, no real reason. Scarjo. Who was your Duncan again? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I think she's how is, Yeah. How is Scarjo going to be Chris Pine's mom? Does she look like she's that old? In the thing, so they just got kind of occasionally. 
No. Not consistent. Look about the same Huh? I'll grant you it's not consistent, but he, he will draw her like she's older, you know, occasionally. Most of the time she looks like the same age as him. And I just went with ScarJo because somebody could fit into her spot. It wasn't a very big spot. Next time, the movie two will be different. <laughs> oh, all right. Man, you're dragging the bottom, Sam. All <laughs> I told week you here. I have been. I told you since I was, This so, is not your best work. It's not really not. We <laughs> traded places on the cast list here. I don't know what happened to you here. Yeah, this kid. week uh, I've not been yeah. the best. Right. Well, I think I found a good workaround for Elaine having being drawn very young, but being old enough to be Duncan's mom. And I've got an actress who is old enough to be Nicholas Holt's mom, but doesn't look it. I'm going Jennifer Aniston. That's I've not heard good. her do British accent, so I don't know how well she's going to pull that off. But she's a good actress. I think she could play the part, and I think she would look the role. So. Also based in the blood of virgins. Yeah. Yeah, she's not. She is not aging. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like she's going under the knife a lot. I mean, she just. Yeah. So somebody driver. who needs to be old enough to be Duncan and Galahad's mom, good. but doesn't look it. Eh, Jennifer Aniston. But there's probably not a less British-looking person on the planet. There's that. <laughs> we get her some tea and biscuits for a couple months and plan her in London for a while and let her acclimate <laughs> to the culture there. So I don't know. We all don't know my pick, but I actually won that one. Sure. I promise. Okay. I'll get we may have to go tie. Uh, you did not take that one, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whatever the absolute 100% opposite of winning is, you did that. <laughs> I like it. All right. Beowulf, Sam, redeem yourself. All right. So, when this big, burly guy can do action scenes, Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. Huge jacked man. Not bad. We don't cast him very often. You think you think about some of his later Wolverine roles. Just the oh, he's a good actor. The anger and the persona. I was like, yeah, he can do that. I think that's my best pick, besides my wild card. I think when I realized he was actually a good actor was the Prestige. Yeah. 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 All right, Josh. All right. Well, I'm going with show favorite Gerard Butler. Big, stocky, burly dude. I could see him. You know. Ripping roofs off cars, I'd buy it. All right, I'm gonna have to talk to this guy. I'm gonna, gonna, I mean, if I'm the producer, we're gonna have to have a big meeting. I'm gonna have to try to say, like, look, Troy was a big deal for you. You've never been in that shape before. You've never done it since. Brad, it's time. This is your last chance. You're getting older. This is your last chance to get ripped. So, Mr. Pitt, we're gonna get you on huge jacked man's drugs. We're going to get with Chris Evans medicine cabinet and you're going to be in Troy shape one last time. And Brad Pitt's going to be my Beowulf. He could do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't feel so bad now. Yeah. Those are all pretty good. Three viable yeah. picks. Yeah. yeah. I just thought about uh, uh, Tom Hardy for a while. He's not big and tall enough. Yeah, think. he's just not a, you know. Yeah. The imposing kind of figure that the Beowulf is doing the here. Voice and he's got the also put, puts off the tough guy persona. <laughs> if we cast Tom Cruise as Duncan, <laughs> then we can cast yeah. Tom Hardy as Beowulf. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was funny. I was watching Top Gun again. and like, I remember like when we were kids, I thought Anthony Edwards was like this really tall guy. And then when I saw it, you are for the first time, I'm like, that's when I realized that Tom Cruise was short because Anthony Edwards is not tall. <laughs> It just looks talking with everybody else on the cast of Top Gun. Anyway. Wild card. Josh, who's your wild card? All right. So, Jack, the attendant at the retirement home that was trying to <laughs> – I'm doing – I'm pulling a sale. This Close. guy did have – he had a name and he had he had lines. Uh, Multiple lines. Yeah. A lot of Sam Pete. He was trying to get uh, Grand to go into the kitchen. Uh, so, I'm going with Adam Devine. I can see him being, you know, an attendant working there and, you know, oh, yeah, sure. She's no lady. She's always talking about looking for a gun. But then when stuff happens, being scared and just falling in line with Grand. He's funny. I like him. All right. Well, I've got a layup. I'm going with a voice for Grendel and I'm going Clancy Brown. Yeah. They just, yeah. I was cheating. I know. (laughs) That's like automatic win. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know if they were gonna make this if they were gonna make such a movie that's like they would call him it's just to make sure like you know you get first right of refusal here we, you know, do you want to do this because if you yeah. do like we won't we won't interview anybody else Clancy Brown could have been a good time machine pick for Beowulf from, from yeah. Highlander. I seen him rip the roof off the car. Yep, and believed it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Didn't think of any special effects. Right. He just did it. Made <laughs> <laughs> a can opener. <laughs> I say, what obscure person did you pick? What page right, are we going to? Hey, he's got two words, kind of speaking line. Page 72. He's in two panels. Where he gets his head squished. Two by panels? The, yeah, he gets his head squished by the... He's a, the groundskeeper. Oh, the groundskeeper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he his name was Tom. And woo. Yeah, woo. It sounds like <laughs> word and a half. <laughs> they had dialogue bubbles at least this time. Oh, gosh. And he's not hiding in the back. You can totally see his face. Yep. Sam, Sam, are you with us? Hello. Hello. Oh, he's back. All right, I might end that out. Yeah. Uh, so Sam anyway, disappeared like the groundskeeper for a second. Yeah, I did. So anyhow, that's uh, George Clooney. <laughs> poor, poor George. Oh gosh. <laughs> right, that's good, right? <laughs> I, mean, looks I, hope like I hope your wife handles the budget at your house. <laughs> oh. you know i'm tracking all the cast picks so i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna look <laughs> at your wild card picks for like would, the whole year we do the year three award show this this this, this bit will have to come up yeah i'll the do something different next blowing year. the budget on extras <laughs> you know sam's craziest yeah uh, nobody um all right well guys i had i had fun be reading this and talking about it with you guys but next week um we're doing a, another ptti poorly timed tie-in we're actually going early unless we record late and then it'll be a perfectly timed tie-in but the miss marvel tv show is about to hit disney plus and i am one of miss marvel's biggest fans um didn't expect to be but first i got hooked on the very first series with g willow wilson still i enjoyed nobody else did because it got canceled but i enjoyed the saladin ahmed series um but so it's coming out we've already done volume one y'all didn't like it very much <laughs> yep so we're gonna do volume two and volume two has a guest appearance a guest star through most of the volume we get to meet the inventor you get to see who we, what he looks like finally but the big guest star is wolverine Sweet. wolverine and miss marvel go on an adventure to catch the inventor That'd be pretty cool. Yep. I'm excited. I got. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I'm not trolling you, but I'm not not trolling you either. I was getting that vibe. Yeah, I just I, I the, and you may like it. I don't know, but I I I want that. I want to see. I want to hear the reaction. You accidentally on purpose, pick that one. <laughs> All right, well, fellas, I think we're done here. Oh, I didn't I say so. the title. It's uh, Miss Mar- Miss Mar- Miss Marvel Volume Two Generation Y, and wow. it is it is in Comicsology Unlimited. And since it's coming out on Disney Plus, it will probably be on sale everywhere because that's how they roll. Anyway, I think we're done here. Salute. See ya. Good night. Goodbye, Switzerland.